Yo. Man. We back, man. Yo, yo. Yeah, man. Another week. What's up with you? Man, nothing, man. Ready for the night. Ready to get this conversation going, man. Yeah, same here, bro. Make sure my camera's straight. Turn the light off. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh yeah, man, excited, man. We're kicking off December. Uh with what I feel like is a is a big is a big one, man. So uh excited to uh have this guest that we're about to bring on uh tonight to come chop it up. Chop it up with us, man, for for, for a little minute. Yes, sir. I'm excited as well, man. Uh couldn't be happier, actually. Been yeah. a good week. Closing the week out, man. We got a good guest coming on. So, you know, hopefully we can get some game tonight. Yeah. Continue on. Yeah, man. So uh you wanna run the promo? Or we want we're gonna go ahead and get into the introduction. Uh yeah, let's go ahead and get into the introduction. I'll have it pulled up. I'll run it at the end. All right. So look, uh happy for everybody joining us uh tonight. Uh, this man that we're about to bring on is no stranger uh, or shouldn't be a stranger. He's a father, a husband, a pastor, author, real estate mogul. Uh, but the title I like the best is Encourager at Large. So I came across his page uh, maybe a few months ago, TikTok. And I mean, it's just, you know, what he was saying just kind of jumped out at me. And uh, man, I reached out really wasn't expecting to get a response but man he, he responded right away and said he'd be happy to join us man so we'd like to introduce to some and present to others uh pastor encourage at large fred jones hey hey how you guys doing today what's going on what's going on how you doing man all is well all is well man thank you for having me on today yeah man Yes. Uh, tonight is all about you. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, as they like to say in the church, man, you, you know, have your way. So, <laughs> we get off course, you know, just kind of, you know, put us back on that path. So, all right. All right. All right. Uh, but uh, speak, speaking of the church, um, uh, you know, they got this saying if I can say a word, I wave my hand. That's right. But tonight I wanted to switch it up a little bit and okay. say if i could just say one word so i'm gonna say this one word and you just you describe what i say in one word uh so when i say memphis what do you say memphis memphis promised land promised land is a is a place that's full of so much promise um it's it's the i i call it the heartbeat of america I mean, when you look at Memphis, look at all of the business and organizations that's here. There's a reason a lot of people um, plant their their homes here. And I'm, I'm speaking from a business perspective. You've got AutoZone, um, you know, uh, Service Master was recently here. Uh, you have Amazon, FedEx, you know, um, it's the heartbeat of the nation because uh, a lot of transformation, trans transportation takes place here. So, um when it comes to shipping things and moving things, 
Memphis is definitely the place to be. And I think that that's not just physically, but I also think that's connection to just um, what Memphis is in this land. You know, um, I think there are a lot of people have came out of this city. A lot of people are coming to this city and a lot of people transition through this city. You know, I mean, uh, this was the last place Martin Luther King was, you know, before he transitioned over. So mm -hmm. I believe that uh, this is not just a place uh, that the dream died, but it's the place that the dream is still living on. So mm. that's what I think about Memphis. All right. John Morant. John Morant. John, John Morant, big, big, big name here in the city. Um I think I think I think I think we 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 can learn a lot from John Morant, you know, um, and that's just really being honest. I think that um, if we take our time to, um, you know, you know, a lot of us, I, I, I put it like this: a lot of us want the fame, we want the power, we want the money, but when you really watch John Morant, one thing that you'll learn is uh, it's 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 better to take your time and to and to really and to really learn take your take 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 your time when it comes to things that sometimes you never know what you're ready for you know you never know what you are doing until you get into certain situations and i think uh i think that john moran overall is a good guy i just think there's some things that uh you know he's learning as he uh go forward and one of those things is man be careful of who you connect with who you hang around the higher you go you can't take everybody with you Mm. You know what I mean? You gotta, you know, uh, uh, when you when you, before you elevate, you gotta separate. So, yeah. all right, uh, Paul Young, you go. Jews are ready. Separation before elevation. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Young, new, 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 new mayor. I think uh, uh, he he's the he's the he's the man for the job, um, and uh, he's uh, he's he's in the office because um, he's 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 been a proven leader. Um, not a new face to the city, but however, this is his first time um, there, and I, I really believe him. I really believe him, um, and uh, I'm I'm ready and prepared to see um, what he's going to do inside of the city. He has a whole lot of strong people um, behind him, and that's working with him. So uh, I'm just excited to see what's going to happen from there. All right, one more, then we're gonna jump into to the interview. Okay, Gibson's Donuts. Gibson Donut, Gibson Donut, it's, 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 I, I, I say this, when I was a student at University of Memphis, that's where everybody went to, um, you know, everybody was crazy um, about Gibson's, um, um, I, 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 I prefer Krispy Kreme, uh, but, you know, that's just a whole nother conversation. Yeah. 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 Well, look, man, um, talk to us a little bit about um, Fred Jones, the man, like who he is and what that journey uh, was like becoming uh, the man you are today. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like, I like the question you said, Fred Jones, the man. Um, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they look at you, they say preacher, you know, um, pastor, prophet, uh, businessman. But, but, but when I look at man of God, notice this, when you look at man of God, the word man is before of God. So you're a man before you're of God. I always remember that. And uh, I, a little bit about me, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm first and foremost family oriented. I am not who I am. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for my lovely wife, who I know that's watching right now. 
Shout out to you, baby, and my three children. Um, I, I, I love hard, man. I'm intentional. Um, and I just really be, I, I just really believe in being who God called you to be. Um, uh, one of the things I always tell people is uh uh if you just if you just if 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 you just be who you are, you would never have to worry about becoming anything, you know. And I think that that's really um, the, the, the heartbeat of life. You got so many people who try to become something when really the only thing you need to do is just be yourself, you know? Um, so um, I love my family. I love people, man. I'm a people's person. Um, I talk to anyone. I'm a giver at heart. Um, I love basketball. That's my thing. I do that Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, um, every week. Uh, my favorite team L.A. Lakers, so shout out to the Lakers. If LeBron watching, shout out to LeBron James. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a little bit about me, man. And, uh, of course, man, I, uh, it's, without, without saying, man, um, I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for God. Um, so I, I am a man of God. And 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 not just that, but also uh, my father just recently passed. And, um, and I thank God for my father and all of the lessons that him and my mother instilled in me as well. So there's just a little bit about me. Yeah, definitely condolences. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, man. So, you know, you said Fred Jones, the man, the pastor, the businessman. Uh, within all of those body, you inspire a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. And, and so with that being said, what is it that inspire you? Let me be honest with you, man. What inspired me, man, is uh, is my family, man. It's my family. My family... Um, it's 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 the motor that keeps everything running you know um it's 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 waking up and being able to not just live for myself but live for them my son junior who does everything that i do my daughter elisha ella my wife you know that, that that's my inspiration man that's like i said that's the fuel that keeps me going but uh not just my family man but just uh life just being thankful man to be able to see another day, man. I'm I'm just grateful for the small things, and um, out of that, uh, that is where I push forward and and just begin to encourage and and lift other other people up in every chance that I get, man. That's just uh, what I believe that I am. I'm a change agent. So um, every chance I get to encourage, to inspire, to um, um, uh, uh, encourage, uh, I'm gonna do it every time. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how, how would you say your your upbringing, I guess, just kind of influenced your approach and your perspective on life, just how you grew up? I think I think I think growing up in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, well, I was I was raised in, a, uh, you know, I had both my mother and my father in my life. And um, I really believe from that my mother, um, my mother owned a daycare. Uh, my father was a musician. Um, and, you know, of course, I was raised up in church. But one of the things I love about the dynamics of my family is, of course, everybody got those cousins, you know, some uh, or, or cousins, uncles, aunties, some. Uh, everybody's not in the church, you know. So um, being raised uh, uh, and, 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 and we was able to uh, cross over and to interact with other family members. But what that did for me was it brought balance, you know? So when I look at life, I look at it from a balanced perspective. And it's because of my, 
my upbringing. You know, uh, my father and mother were not the most religious people. Um, uh, they had balance and um, they instilled that in us growing up. So um, that's why even um, you, you mentioned Encourager at Large. That's really where they come from. Um, I want to be known as Encourager at Large because an Encourager at Large, it speaks of kingdom. It's not limited to just church, you know, uh, because um, you'll find out as you matriculate through life that a lot of people need encouragement, encouragement in more ways than just spirituality, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, some people are going through a financial, you know, difficulty or, you know, mental and uh, just being able to, you know, share a word um, um, is, 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 is something that um, I, I, I do a lot. But, um, yeah, that, 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 that comes from the upbringing of where I came from. So with, with your upbringing, uh, if there was one person, more than one, that you could thank, you know, for influencing, mentoring, molding you into the person you are today, who would it be and why? My father, definitely my father. My father, man, uh, my father was a disciplinarian, but he was a, he was a, uh, man, matter of fact, uh, shout out my father. My father from Mississippi, by the way, uh, born and raised. Uh, so I know uh, Jake, Jake probably would like that. But, uh, yes, but uh, man, he instilled so many principles, man. Uh, so many principles. Uh, I remember, uh, man, my dad, like I said, he was a disciplinarian, man. He didn't let nothing um, go you know, you you slide, you know, he took care of business. He provided for the family. He protected the family. And even when my daddy wasn't able to be in certain uh, places as it relates to church, he made sure his family was able to be there. Uh, and honestly, man, my dad was like, uh, as, as I got older, you know, became a man. He became like uh, my my one of my best friends. I talked I talk to my daddy, man, every uh, almost every day. So uh, he's a huge inspiration, a huge reason as to why I am who I am. And he, he was always straightforward, you know, um, um, told it like it was, you know. Um, so um, that's where um, a lot of that came from, my father. Yeah. And so uh, we'll transition into ministry. And first, in regards to ministry, I would want to ask what, what led you to become a pastor and, and how did your journey into ministry begin? Okay, that's a good question, man. Man, actually, uh, my journey to ministry, let me let me answer that question first and I get go to pastor. Uh, so I started preaching at the age of 14. So that was, uh, um, that's, that was, hmm doing math in my head right now y'all I, I, I literally just came from uh uh, uh, uh different meetings today um <laughs> so that's that's uh saying, almost 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 no 17 17 years ago 17 years ago 17 years ago, i start i started preaching when i was uh, uh 14 around 14 15 um but how that came about man i'm gonna tell you this it was interesting so ever since i was little i was always different always different man um, uh, and a lot of people that's watching this can relate, man. I used to see stuff, hear stuff. Um, and, uh, my, my, my parents actually, uh, <laughs> I can tell you all this story in church one time I was in church one time. And, uh, I, I remember I was, I was like the age of eight and, uh, um, uh, I pointed to the ceiling and, and check this out. It's crazy. 
It's, it's, it's crazy to some people. I saw clowns, right, in the church, the church we was at. I saw clowns, you know. One was on a, a, a tightrope walking. A lot, of, a lot of people was doing flips and everything of that nature, the clowns. And then I pointed up and I said, there, there's some clowns. And man, I got in trouble with that. But now that I'm older, I understood what I was seeing. See, what I was seeing is at, at the service that I was in, they were playing church. It was like a circus. You see what I'm saying? Uh, they wasn't intentional. They weren't worship, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Um, however, I, I wasn't I wasn't connected to those who could actually help me understand what it was that I was uh, seeing uh, or, or experiencing. Um, um, but 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 I had um, a lot of occasions like that. But going forward, when I was at the age of uh, 14, man, I, I, I was having dreams back to back to back. I was I was speaking and I couldn't see nothing but lights. And man, I went to uh, uh, my pastor at the time. His name was um, Donald Strayhorn. I went to his office, man. And he said, you got to tell me something. And I was like, uh, I was like, uh, yeah. He said, yeah, tell me what you dreamed. And mm -hmm. I said, whoa, because I was already going to, you know, talk to him about, you know, dreaming. So check this out. This was my first time in my whole life that I ever came across something uh, of a, like a prophetic ministry. Right. Of uh, some, yeah. somebody who can foresee, you know. Uh, so um, I began to tell him my dream. I told him what happened. And then uh, he said, you're going to dream this two more times. And he said, after this, he said, we can have a conversation then. Uh, and he said, the only thing I want you to do is just tell God yes. So I didn't understand it, man. I'm 14 years old. I'm like, man, what dream again? Man, I went turn around and had that dream two times again. And uh, at the time, man, it was so much confirmation. Um, uh, all my uncles are preachers. Like, man, on my dad's side, I got an uncle on my mother's side that's a preacher. So I come from a lineage of preachers, you know? So, um, um, but, but, but for me, it wasn't something that I wanted to do because I saw other people do it. It was a calling. I literally felt like I were, I was not going to live unless I said yes. Mm. You see, it was like a burden. And, uh, and, 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 uh, there was a transition and what's crazy is uh, the Sunday before I preached my first sermon, which was uh, uh, June, June the 22nd, it was year 2006. Uh, that day, the day before that, that Saturday, uh, we was in the National Baptist Convention. We was in Kentucky that, uh, during that time. My pastor, Donald Strayhorn, he told me, he said, he said, Fred, he said, you have to stand up and you have to preach. And he said, no matter what happens. He said, you have to go forward. He told me this Wednesday. It was a Wednesday night Bible study. He told me this Wednesday, that Friday, um, that Friday night, uh, we found him in the hotel room. He was, you know, he, he, he was gone. It's crazy, Jeez. right? Uh, so much. So uh, that Sunday, I uh, had to stand up, you know, of course. And when you're in a Baptist church, they call it a, a initial sermon you know you have to preach and someone else got to sign off on it um and uh i i, I preached i preached my first sermon and it, it was called i gotta run from psalms the one i remember it and uh preached from a hard man cried and um after that man i got my license and here's the crazy part from that sunday because they didn't have no pastor i was actually the intern so i, I had to preach I had to stay. I, 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 I was preaching. I was running service and all these things were happening during that transition. 
So uh, I grew up uh, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, I, I can say, doing that experience. Now, transitioning in, uh, into today's time, I just started pastoring three years ago. Um, so I've been preaching, you know, like I said, for 16 years. I just started pastoring mm -hmm. three years ago. A lot of people think that pastors and preachers are the same thing. They're not totally not uh, preaching, uh, especially um, is one is 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 love is lovely. You release the word of God. Pastoring is a whole nother thing, you know, because now um, you're not just preaching, but now you are uh, uh, um, doing life with people. And I'm talking about those who pastor for real. I'm not talking about the ones who just appear on Sunday and uh, have a little Bible study on Wednesday and they go home. I'm talking about the people that do uh, uh, um, life with uh, life with the people. So uh, that's actually where uh, I started. But one of the things about uh, pastoring that I that, that I understood, and, and th this is interesting, God didn't allow me to pastor until I became the. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, God, God, God allowed me to pastor. He didn't allow me to pastor until he found me faithful in my home. And what I mean by that is he did not want me to take care of his house if my house was out of order. So um, that transition um, uh, in pastoring, um, like I said, uh, it initiated three years ago. Uh, and um, before that, I was offered uh, 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 different pastoral positions, but the Lord never gave me a yes to go forward in it and, until three years ago. And that's where we birthed. Uh, what's now called Acceleration Church, our church here in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, just to answer your question. Yeah, I, I, I want to go back real quick to that to the title of that initial sermon. So you know, I told you, me and Mac both from Mississippi. So you said that uh, the title of that sermon was "I Got to Run." So my mm -hmm. question is, did you hit him with the Lee Williams uh, in the spiritual QCs? I got to run after you did your sermon. No, no. <laughs> that, I'm, 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 a, I'm a leader of the Mississippi, man. You know, we put, we put it, man. <laughs> um, no, but, so I, so I was gonna ask, um, like, who, who are some of you mentioned your uncles and you know having pastors and preachers on both sides, um, but like, who, who are some of your your ministry heroes or you know giants in the faith that you kind of you know, admire. Okay. Off top, Arthur Jackson out of Miami, Florida, man. I actually met him um, uh, before, man. He, I, I mean, he just, I mean, he's like the epitome of, of, of uh, sermon preparation, uh, pastor, like, like, like I used to watch him all the time growing up. Um, uh, definitely, de de definitely him. Um, uh, G. Patterson. I'm gonna tell you why G. Patterson. G. Patterson is just because of uh, what he brought. He brought something different, man. Uh, he was he was he was a he was a true man of God. And uh, and when I say a true man of God, I'm I'm saying that he flowed uh, in the way that the Spirit led him. It wasn't it wasn't so much about um, systems made by man as much as it was by doing what the Lord said do. Uh, um, you 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 have you have uh, uh, pastor Pat, well, well pastor Prue was my pastor growing up and we called him the master pastor um, and um, he really embodied 
what it what it was to be a man of God. And he really had a lot of balance as well. Um, there were some things that I actually saw uh, from him as well. Um, and, and, and just just some, just some other heroes. But those are just three that I wanted, you know, to highlight. Yeah. Yeah. So you just shared a very elaborate story with us of your calling to ministry. You know, before any of that, before we talked at all, I had this question that I wanted to ask, which was, in your opinion or your experience, how does one know when they are called to ministry? And I don't know if everyone's vision would be how vivid yours was. So what's your take on that? Good question, man. I will say this. Uh, if you don't carry a burden, I don't think it's your calling. Uh, and because a lot of people, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people are in ministry, but they're not called to ministry. They're in ministry because they saw their uncle. They saw their father. They saw their mother. They were grew up in church. And and that 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 that's even right now. That's why you see a whole lot of delusion inside of the church, because we have a lot of people in places where they're not called to. They're just in places that people brought them in. You know, that's all that they saw. And that's what they found their identity in. But uh, uh, I, I will say that if you can identify with a a burden like this is something if i don't do this nothing will go well in life i believe that when you can identify uh uh with that burden that's how you know that you are called to it you know um you know the bible says that many are uh called but few are chosen so uh and i i really believe that the difference between the call and the chosen is the chosen are those who picked up the phone See, a lot of people, they, they, they're mm. called, but they never pick up the phone. You see what I'm saying? They never say yes to God, right? So um, I, I, I think that when, 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 when you can sense the burden and when you're able to carry the burden, here's the thing about burdens that I wanted to say. Just because it's a burden don't mean it's hard to carry because there are things that's called light burdens, right? Mm. And, and that's what happens when you accept what God has for you and you begin to lean and depend on his leading. That's when burdens become light because you understand that you can't do this in yourself. You can't even accomplish this in yourself. You need God. That's why the Bible says if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Man, that's so good, man. Thanks. <laughs> um, so can you share um, a memorable story or a moment where like you felt the impact uh, of your ministry on someone's life. Sure, man. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of moments. Um, I will say this. Uh, I remember being in the, um, I remember being at a church and uh, in the middle of my sermon, um, the Lord told me, he said, he told me to, he, he pointed the, the Holy Spirit pointed out this girl that was, that was in a, in a, in the back row. And he told me to tell her simple words. He said, tell her, tell her she's being healed. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to say it on the camera what she was being healed from, but she, but she was being healed from something that she was experiencing. And this was in the middle of a sermon. Right. Like, like, you know, like who preaches and out of, you know, in the middle of their sermon, they just focus attention on. And, you know, during the time I, I didn't I didn't I, I was I was I was learning how the spirit, you know, flowed. Right. Uh, because he's very, it's, it's impromptu, you know, nothing is planned. When God is doing something, you just have to obey. 
man, I went over there and uh, I immediately told her that the Lord was healing her from um, this particular thing. And immediately she fell down and began to scream. She was rolling a love rope. She was rolling back and forth. And, and, and this is what got me. During the time there were people that was in the church that came over to her and they began to, you know, pray. And they were, you know, rebuking the girl. But here's the crazy thing. At the time, there was no need to be rebuked because she was receiving her healing. Right. So so after after that, man, uh, I, I, I stopped preaching. Uh, uh, I didn't stop preaching. You know, I, I finished. And the, uh, the pastor basically told me, don't ever do that again. The, the pastor that I that the church I was at, he said, don't ever do that again. I was on my way to to the car. And the uh, young lady, she came up to me, rushed me and almost I'm talking about uh, almost <laughs> almost ran me over. Like and she said, you didn't know this. But this is something I had up before the Lord. And then the only thing I told her was, I said, go to the doctor, you know, um, and go and check. And, uh, you know, you can you can get back in touch with us. And, man, do you understand that when she went to the doctor, she checked. Um, there was they found nothing. Nothing was wrong with her. Um, she was totally healed. Now, I, I remember that vividly uh, because uh, the lady, she steals. She 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 the, 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 the lady still follows me to this day. And, uh, you know, and thank thank God for 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 her healing. But that was one experience that I always remember. Um, and that's why it's so important to be in sync with the Holy Spirit um, and not just in sync with um, uh, just preaching or what you're doing, but always be ready to obey him, even you know, no, no matter how strange it may sound, you know. Uh, but that's 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 a that's a moment that I never forget. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, in that moment that you were, I guess, under at the time, uh, said, don't ever do that again. And so it just brings up my next question of like, how do you bachelor religious teachings with the involving needs and perspectives of the younger generation uh, in, in our community? That's a that's a that's a good question. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm be honest with you, man. And, uh uh and just, just just to clarify it wasn't someone i was under it was a, a guest I, I was preaching at a, a guest church um, gotcha. i i would say this man you 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 combat religion with relationship what i mean by that is this um and and let, let, let me just say this general all all religion ain't bad it's not you know i know a lot of times we we, we take it overboard with the term religion but but here's the thing uh with, with a lot of teachings that you're seeing today's in, in today's time, even as it relates to, you know, church, the Bible, uh, it's very important to know God for yourself. And I say this all the time. Jesus died so that we can have a relationship, not a referral. Here's, here's the difference between a relationship and a referral. Relationship, I have access. I, 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 can, I can have access to the Father. I can go to the Father and pray right now. I can, you know, I, I can pray to God and and, and go. The Bible says uh, uh, approach the throne of, uh, of grace boldly. So I can go before God by myself. A referral. I can access someone unless I have a third party. I have to go through someone. And 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 that's what a lot of teachings are doing today, which is mis uh, uh, messing up a whole lot of um, uh, what we know today. As, uh, as 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 teachings of the Bible, teachings of the word. Um, and I think that's why it's important to have um, balance. You know, um, some people don't really have a relationship with God. 
you know, they just hear and do what they see other people do, what, what they see other people say, and they don't really just um, take it to God for themselves, you know? Um, and, 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 and I think that uh, it goes back to the, the people in the Bible. The Bible talks about the Berean saints, how those people, they literally search the scriptures. Like when they, when they were taught something, when Paul the apostle taught them lessons, they didn't just take Paul's word. They went back and searched the scriptures to make sure everything lined up with the word of God, right? Because if it mm -hmm. can't be traced, then that means it can't be trusted. So a lot of people are doing things that's not even traced in the word. You know, um, um, it's kind of like what you said, uh, uh, how, how, how are we able to lead in this generation with a lot of religion? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I tell, I tell the people who God have blessed us to pastor, I just tell them straight up, like, hey, uh, this isn't God. <laughs> and, the, and, and here's the thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's not hard when you have a relationship. That's why right now, for example, uh, our church right now, we have no services going on in this month. On Sundays, Wednesdays, uh, the members of Acceleration, they, and, and I, I know some of them are on this live right now, they're probably at home, they're chilling, they're enjoying the holidays, they're relaxing. Why? Because we want to teach balance. We want to teach people that, hey, uh, uh, I'm your pastor. I'm your God. I'm not your God. Because at the end of the day, you have to answer to God. When judgment day come, I'm not going to be there with you. You know, I'm not going to be standing there with you as your like, 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 like your lawyer. You know, you're going to have to answer for yourself. So uh, uh, we, we that, that, that's why we teach people how to hold themselves, you know, accountable. You know, search the scriptures uh, because that's how we have a relationship. Um, and if you see uh, in today's society, a lot of people really don't have a relationship with God. They have a relationship uh, uh, with God through someone else, right? So if someone don't say it, that means that God ain't said it. And um, that's not what Jesus came to die for. You know, that was back in the Old Testament when um, the priest had to go into the holies of holiness to receive a word or to receive instructions. And then they came out to give it to the rest of the people. The Bible said that when Jesus died, the bell of the temple torn from the top to the bottom. And that represented access. That represented presence. So no longer do I need to go through someone to access him. So, so, so th 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 these are these are just some of the things as to uh, um, uh, uh, it's important to know because it it definitely help you have a clear perspective when it comes to uh, what we know as a church. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was just gonna say I appreciate that response, and uh, really one of my questions I was gonna ask about balance and. How did you come to like if, if you initially came to the fact of no church during December or or how did that come about? Like I, I understand the balance portion of it, but like what led you to it? Okay, that's a good question. Um it was uh matter of fact, it was it was during the time where we planted acceleration. And man, me and my wife, we we pray about everything before we do it. We pray about everything before we do it and um uh, and what 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 led to it was it, it, it was something Lord revealed to me. <laughs> he said the people have made the building an idol. It's crazy. The building, like the church building, an yeah. idol, which means that they believe that if they don't come here, they can't access me. So 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 what did what did COVID 
19 teach the world? It taught the world this, if you know God. COVID-19 never shut down the church. It shut down the building. You are the church. Where we gather to worship is the building. And, and, and the thing is, when you have people who only think in that perspective of the four walls, they only limit their experience with God or in God, you know? Um, so I, 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 I truly believe that, uh, you know, even now we're in a time where, where God is just revealing who he is on a whole different level, you know? Um, it, it, it's not just in the church. It's, 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 it's more than, you know, the building. Um, if I, if, you know, uh, to answer your question, that's why, that's, that's why we come to this world, this word kingdom, you know, kingdom is so much greater than the church, so much greater than the church. That's why I like, I appreciate what you guys are doing because what you guys are doing is kingdom work. You guys are just, you, you, you're not just bringing, um, uh, a certain group of people, you're, you're bringing people from all walks of life to come to share their story, to share their experience, where people can grab gems and take things away and um, apply to their lives. That's what kingdom is about. Um, uh, and I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but don't, 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 hit, don't, hit. good, man. Okay, okay, okay. But that, that, that that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where we are now. You know, there's a, there's a great deal. And, and, and excuse me if I keep on looking down because I'm looking at the screen, I see the camera right here. Um, but saying, saying you good, okay, okay, but but that's the that's that's the huge difference between kingdom and church. There's so many people who know how to do church, they have master church, they do a great job at church, but they lose at home. You know, marriage is rocky. You know, this is one of the reasons the Lord told us to take off these sin because he, he said, I, 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 I need to add balance to the body. Why? Because the body is leaning, like the building, it's, it's, it's leaning. And, 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 and in order to bring balance to a body part that's leaning is you have to work out a muscle that's weakened. You understand? And, and a lot of a lot, a lot of it is at the foundational level. You know, that's why that's why even in our college, you got a lot of people who can shout. They can speak in tongues. They can run up the mud. But, man, you 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 have a talk. Go go check their credit score. You know, we don't really look like the God that we claim that we serve. Mm. And that's not that's not that's not kingdom. You know, and, 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 and that, that this is something that we have to challenge the people. And see, I even challenge the people at, at, at our church that, hey, I, this is not going to be the church where the pastor is the only person here that's blessed. Mm -mm. I believe that if you are a child of God and you, you know what the word says, it says that God, he owns a cattle of a thousand hills. If he owns a cattle of a thousand hills, that means that you can own one of those hills. You know, it's 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 it's, 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 it's like life is all about. It's, it's about perspective, but it's all about, uh, 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 man, man, going forward in, in the God-given opportunities and not just sitting by and just letting life happen, you know? Yeah. Man. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep going with my questions, man, because okay. uh, we, we've been and took this thing to a whole other direction. <laughs> um, but uh, just you kind of spoke about covid um, and I just wanted to ask, because there's been a lot of talk about, you know, people not coming back to church since COVID or the church hadn't been, you know, as strong. So uh, I guess my question is, like, how uh, first, how did the how has the post COVID era uh, impacted how you do ministry? 
and then you know how do you incorporate uh the digital age uh into uh you know your outreach uh program i i'll say this um how has covid impacted uh i i and and this is with all my heart i really believe that covid19 it it removed some people who was never supposed to be in the ministry of church to begin with because if God has given you a work, regardless of what comes on the earth, you're going to do it. Nothing's nothing. See, see, when the spirit of the Lord is upon you, there's anointing that comes over you that nothing will be able to stop it. Nothing will be able to destroy it. Nothing will be able to hinder it. And 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 I, I believe that what COVID did was it, it allowed and I'm speaking about the church. It allowed the church to shift into what was getting ready or, or, or rather what's getting ready to come, which is the digital age. Everything now is the, everything may AI is not coming. AI is here, you know, and it, and I really believe that it was God way. And he, and this is God using because, you know, the Bible says for, uh, we know all things work together for the good, right? Everything, no matter how ugly it is, it works together for the good. Uh, I believe it was God's way. God used it to, uh, 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 prepare us to what 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 was come you know there were some people who ain't never had a online presence and i'm talking about churches until covid hit you know that that that's a plus you know uh why why do i say that uh because you gotta understand if if if, if jesus said the end is not going to come and when i say the end i'm talking about the end of times the bible says jesus said the end is not going to come until the gospel is preached to all of the world well let me ask y'all this question how do you think the gospel is going to be preached into all of the world? You think that people are just going to go around and catch flight? No, 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 no. They, they're not going to go around and walk no from place to place. No, this is social media. This, this is this is one of the ways media is so powerful, so powerful. And it's and and, and I believe that when Jesus said that he was in the Bible, he said, "Greater shall you do." The scripture when he was on a preaching on um, the uh, the mount the uh, the uh, sermon on the mount he said he said he said greater things shall you do and and one of those greater I believe that Jesus was prophesying to was speaking into was this was his camera was his media was his live why because greater which means that you can impact more people by going online in five minutes than you ever can by traveling from place to place. You can get on one live and one live. And I've seen it before. You know, pe people go live, have millions of people that's watching, you know. And, and, and I believe that this is how uh, th th this, this was God's way and, and, and uh, what way of shifting his people for an upgrade to be up to date. Because remember this always. And, and this is another thing the Lord revealed to me. He said that every everybody has an update except for the church. The church is outdated. Every other month, Ford releases a new car. Every month, McDonald's adds something to their menu. Everybody has an update, an upgrade, except for the church. This is why we still think that, you know, hey, uh, our, our approach have to change. And you have to, that, that's why the Bible says, be like the sons of Issachar, men who knew the times. Because when you know the times, knowing the times mean that I have to make adjustments and how I go about ministry 
you know, mm. and this is very important. And I'm speaking, if you want to have an effective ministry, because you got people who are doing ministry, and just because you're doing ministry does not mean that you're effective in it, you know? So, so, so I think that, uh, you know, uh, this is, this, this, the, the COVID, it, it, it helped, it helped. And I'm speaking, when I say the church, I'm speaking general. I'm not speaking specific. I'm just speaking general. It helped us general to, to, to get updated, to get in place to, uh, um, for, 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 for what's to come. Yeah. Cause you don't see people riding horses no more to the church. No. <laughs> Uh, they, they in BMW, Benz, you know, all that. Yeah. So, like, and I, I guess the B part about what I was asking is, um, like, how do you establish community or maintain community or sense of community in person and online? Okay. That's, a, that's, a, that's another good question. I believe this. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. That's in everything you do, man. Church, real estate daycare, whatever you do, pocket, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. One thing that everybody has in this world that no one else have, and I'm speaking about humans, we all have souls. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. Whenever you do something and you do it from the depth of your heart, man, people can feel it. People know it. Like, like uh, I'll give you an example. How do we maintain community? We maintain community because, man, we believe in, first and foremost, we don't just believe in having a community. We believe in having a healthy community. And what a healthy community means is, hey, there's going to be a lot of confrontation. You know, you know, people people run away from confrontation, you know, but they don't understand there's a there's a side of confrontation that's healthy. You know, you know, if people could understand the reason that why some people are dealing with what they're dealing with. And I'm talking about uh, all type of problems. Is because of what's saturated, what they're holding on into, you know, unforgiveness. You know, you got some, you got a fence inside of you, and people don't understand that stuff. It transitioned into health issues, man. When you hold something inside of you that does not belong, because God did not create no one with a fence. <laughs> he didn't create no one. He he didn't bring a baby in here, and inside of that baby was unforgiveness. That, that no 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 no. He 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 formed you perfect, right? However, it's those things that we latch on to, those things that we hold on to that causes all other things. So uh, 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 me, me and my, we, we, we believe in healthy confrontation and, 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 uh, and we, we, we believe just like you build a family, that's how you maintain community with inside of a church, inside of a groups. You know, you, you, you talk, you know, uh, I have people that I talk to on um, some, some every day, some every other day, some every week, you know, uh, and, and, and it's not just about church. It's about life, man. The children, the family, you know, where you're going, you know, um, um, what you eating, you know, what are you what, what business are you starting? You know, uh, th th those are some of the things and let people know, man, we have their back. If you come down on hard times, you can give us a call, especially if it's something that it, 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 it's just hard times. I ain't talking about if somebody was just, uh, you know, uh, irresponsible. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, not, everybody want to call the church when it when 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 stuff happened and they just you know they give you this story and they just think you're supposed to give, but that ain't how it works. You you lost you lost your rent on that that five leg parlay. Nah, we ask God, not me. Exactly, exactly. Y'all y'all already know. Yeah, uh, man. So problems, issues, uh. 
and all of the things you just mentioned, how do you approach the topic of, of mental health and emotional well-being with your country? So, so we one of the things that we do, um, uh, and we, we're very open about it. Um, uh, I always, I always, I, I remember the last service we had. Uh, we we had uh, it was last year. It was a chat and chew. One of the young ladies at our church. Um, she uh, went through a, a a season of where she actually uh, received a therapist. You know, she got up and told her testimony. And of course, uh, we make it known that, hey, if that's something that you need, you know, you definitely want to, you know, check in because we do believe that every, we don't believe that everything that you experience is a demon. Right. I believe this. Whatever you cannot cast out, it needs to be counseled out. I'm going to say it one more time. Whatever cannot be cast out needs to be counseled out, which means if it cannot be cast out, that means that it can be counseled out. That means you, you probably just need to sit down and you probably just need to vent or you might just need to sit down and you might need to receive wisdom concerning what you're going through. So whatever cannot be cast out needs to be counseled out. So that's that's, that's just our take on it, but that's just something that we we're, we're open up. We're very transparent about that. You know, uh, you know, you can have Jesus and a therapist. Um, but uh, and I'm, I'm also open um, about this as well, because it's very important. But I also know that some people, uh, they 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 like to bandy their thing around. You know, uh, some 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 people ain't really going through like you think they're going through. They're just using those things for attention, you know. So it, it takes discernment to know the difference between, you know, what's what. Yeah. And we're going to look, and, and when we get through this portion, like I said, we're going to jump into a lot of those hot topics and, and, okay. and get, your, uh, get your thoughts on those. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, probably my last question, uh, ministry per se, but what drives your message? Meaning, like, how do you prepare or orchestrate? your sermons is it listen to what a teacher use or it's current events play a factor like how do you orchestrate that ma'am be, be honest with you man it's, it's it's birthed out of prayer man i see god i i, I see god i can't I, i'm gonna be honest with you i'm i'm <laughs> i'm laughing because i i remember sharing this with some of the people uh if something happened at a at, at, at the at the super bowl uh, I, I'm I'm not gonna be that pastor that's gonna preach about it. I'm, I'm probably not, you know, because I'm not I, I'm not trying to become known or famous off of a hot topic. And I'm I'm talking about using the pulpit to talk about it. You know, I feel like that's what Facebook mm -hmm. is for. You know, you 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 can discuss those things on your personal page, but far as it relates to you know God's work, uh, my messages are not they're not birthed out of what's currently happening in the world. They're birthed out of uh an experience that I have daily with God, you know, Bible studies, you know, uh, what it is that the Lord wants me to, you know, release during that time. So um, I don't have like a, a book that I'm going by, you know, that you, we're talking about this in February, talking about this in March, talking about this. It's, it's, it, right. and there's nothing wrong with it, but that's, that's just how the Lord, he, you know, he guides me. It's, it comes, it comes out of a place of prayer. Yeah. Understood. And one of your your many titles, uh, as I read, is author. I, I read that you you published a book entitled 
Let It Go, and also a recent children's book entitled Talk To Me Nice. Can you speak about what led to the development of those and the inspiration? Sure. Can, 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 you, can you hear me? I, I think the sound went out. I can, I can hear you. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, uh, so uh, of course, uh, Let It Go uh, is what is self-explanatory. That, that was birthed strictly, strictly out of people that I, man, because I'm talking about doing college. I always were, uh, when, when, when it came to relationship, when it came to uh, uh, um, all types of issues, I, were, I was always pulled, you know, uh, and, 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 and asked so many different questions, man. And it was just something during that, uh, during that time that I just thought that I was going to begin to you know, right on, because a lot of people, what they're dealing with every day is is is, is from a, you know, a toxic relationship or, you know, anxiety or, you know, depression. So um, those are just some of the uh, that the, the me writing the book was kind of like a, a remedy that I was releasing for some of those things. You know, that's that's where that was birthed out of. Now, talk to me nice. That literally came out of a sermon series that we did at church we did a sermon series it was about it was about the art of communication um where we literally dove, dove we we dove all the way into communication we was talking about you know uh uh men and women women and men how men think how women think um and i just thought because i did a sermon series about the art of communication well you know i can't forget about the babies you know the babies need to know how to communicate as well so um again that was a solution to um, that, 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 that problem, you know, um, as it relates to children being able to communicate, cause that's very important. You know, um, uh, I, I really believe the reason why, if I can say some cities are the way they are is because of, uh, of, 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 uh, I, I'm going to go and say it bad parenting. We, we, we don't, we don't, we don't sit and, um, train our children. You know, we all, we allow the school to raise our children when that's not even, you know, in their job description, their job is to teach not to raise. So, um, and I think all of that comes from not being able to communicate. Cause you got to think about this. Why do, why, 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 why would a guy go and take a gun and shoot somebody because he's angry. But if he was taught how to channel that anger, you know, how to communicate his emotions, he would not, it would not lead him to grabbing what, you know, that I, I really believe that everything that we deal with in life, it comes off the bank of not being able to communicate properly. Hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I know this uh this interview tonight is being, you know, influenced by the Holy Spirit because our first topic um that we have deals with emotional intelligence. And so uh I just want to let you know, like this list was pretty much, you know, from looking at your Facebook page. Um, your TikToks and just pulling out some of the common things, you know, uh, that you that you speak on. So um, dealing with emotional intelligence, um, just kind of give us your, you know, your general thoughts on, on 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 that topic. So I think you know when it comes to emotional intelligence, I just think is it, it comes down to just being being honest with yourself. You know, um, generally I just think that you know when you are self aware of um, what you're what you're feeling. And um, what you're experiencing, um, you're able to gauge through life appropriately. What what I mean by that is, if you know you're not having a bad day, a bad day, and you're irritated, hey, you you it may just be the 
smart thing to just kind of like, hey, you know, take it light. You know, hey, hey, give give somebody a call and let them know that, hey, you know, hey, I can't I can't make it today. You know, I'm 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 going through something right now. You know, but we'll talk about it another time. Um, um, and that's 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 a part of being um, self-aware. You know, being in tune with your emotions, not trying to carry the world on your back. And I really believe that that's why a whole lot of people uh, experience uh, what 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 my book called. Um, 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 you know, anxiety, you know, you know, depression. Why? Because they're, they're pressed. They, 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 they're, they're trying to carry all this stuff. And the reason why people try to carry weight and, 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 and just think of it like this. What would you call a man? If you saw this man, he won nothing but a hundred pounds. You saw him put 10 45s on each side. And y'all just chilling, you know, in the back, you know, you probably got a C4 in your hand, just chilling, right, watching. You'll probably call that man crazy, right? Because he can't even lift it off. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's exactly how we look when we try to do everything at once. Trying to be the best mother, the best parent, the, 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 the best spouse, the best everything. And this is where we get perfectionist, being a perfectionist. Here's the thing. When you're the best in one thing, that means you're slacking in something else. Because you can't be the best in everything. Right. So that's why, you know, when it comes to emotional intelligence, I just think being in tune with yourself, knowing your limitations. That's very important. Knowing your triggers, not other people's triggers, knowing your triggers, knowing, knowing when it's time to, hey, you know, hey, you know need to yeah I, I don't i don't have to i don't have to pick up this phone because somebody calling me mm. you know why because because self-care is the best care self-care is self-love you know a lot of people don't look at that they a lot a lot of people in that money program you know every time somebody call me you you so you got so addicted to this drug called busy that you don't even know how to rest and that's why you stress because you don't know how to rest on your rest days, the days you're not working, you find work to do mm. because you don't know how to get out of this, this cycle, the grind, you know, you just, you, you, you're just doing it and you're doing it and you're, you're not stopping. So um, it's kind of like what you said. I just think that um, 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 it's, 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 it's important. Even how you, you know, deal with, uh, I, I talked about this a little bit, but how, how you deal with your emotions, you know? Um, emotional intelligence, like I said, is being self-aware, dealing with your emotions. You know, you 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 have to know how to channel things. You know, some of us we're 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 too grown to act like the way that we act. You know, there should be you know uh, things in place that you should already have when it when it when it when it comes to uh, you know anger, irritation. You know, uh, having a bad day. You know. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to, you know, cut everybody off because people don't agree with you. You know, that's not that's that, that, that's, you know, you, we, we, you know, when you grow, you're supposed to you know mature in a lot of areas. Yeah. So it's just it's just some of, you know, my spiel. Yeah. Um, You got anything, Matt? Yeah, I had my mic muted. I was trying to talk. But uh, so earlier, you know, we spoke about you, you find or, or being called, and in a similar related fashion, 
Like, what is your take on finding their purpose? That's another good question. I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, I, I, I believe finding your purpose, it comes from, or, or it comes from finding your grace. It's, 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 it's like what you do without even trying. Uh, and, and, and a lot of times, and I'm, and let me just say this general, cause I'm, a, I'm I, I, I love the Lord. I, I believe that a lot of us, we can't find our purpose because uh, it goes back to what I was talking about with the church. We have taken what we saw other people doing. We, we, we just, we just repeat it, you know, and, and because it worked for them, we have now made that our goal when it was something that God has never even called you to. Your purpose is what God has created you to do, to bring glory to him. Let me break it down. People be like, okay, so, so, okay, your purpose. So, so what, what put that like this. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the purpose of, what's What's the what's the purpose of air? You know, what's the purpose of what's the purpose of trees? What's the what's the what's the purpose of 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 of, of birds? What 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 when 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 you, when you think about purpose, you think about what people were created to do, what they do naturally, gracefully. LeBron James, what's LeBron James' purpose? His purpose, and and check this out. Your purpose always goes back to glorifying God. It always goes back to glorifying God, whether you see it or whether you don't. It always goes back to glorifying God. Now, your graces can be different, but your purpose always points to the very same thing. LeBron James played basketball. That's just something he does. He can do it. I'm talking about, man, he, he's the greatest player to me. If they ever pick up the basketball. I don't know, you know, who you who you all, you know, you, you might be some Jordan fans or something like that. I don't know. But <laughs> or a Kobe fan. I don't know. But. But 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 LeBron, his purpose is 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 basketball. Tiger Woods, hey, put him on the golf course. Oprah Winfrey, you can sit her in front of a crowd and she can just bring everybody, you know, together. Like there's a there's a grace of agreement. She can get you to agree. It is influence on her life, right? All these things, they point back to a similar thing. It's to bring glory, right? That that, that that's what purpose is. Now, however. We all don't necessarily use our purpose in the right way, but you find your purpose when you find who you are. And I and I and I believe what robs a lot of us of our purpose is identity theft. It's identity theft. When you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. And when you don't know what you're supposed mm -hmm. to be doing, you'll see what everybody else is succeeding in, and you'll begin to do what you see other people doing. That's why you see uh and because we were just talking about church, I can just bring it back up for an example. Uh, that's why you see everybody think that every young boy that's raised in a church is supposed to be a preacher. That's the biggest lie ever told. No. Uh, everybody is called to be a, a, a witness, you know, not necessarily. Uh, and when I when I use the word preacher, term preacher, I'm not just talking about people proclaiming the gospel. We all supposed to do that. I, I, I'm speaking about like a pastor. Right. Uh, that, that's not everybody's purpose, but you got some people who are doing it. Why? Because they saw other people doing it. Um, when 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 God actually called them to 
when, when they should be a coach, right? Touching the lives of children and raising them up and, 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 and launching them into being the best people that they supposed to be. But the reason why they ain't tapped into that is because no one told them. They're just doing what they saw someone else do. And the reason they're doing what somebody else, what, what they saw somebody else do is because their identity was robbed. And I'm going to go, and, and I know that I'm on, I'm on live and people watching, but I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be real with it. The church, and when I say the church, it's rather the building, this, this, this whole conundrum of the religious system is one of the faces on earth that has robbed a lot of people of their identity. It's the church. A lot of people lost their identity. They don't know God. They know church. Mm. They don't know him. They know hymns. You see, they, 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 they and they really have not met him apart from the experience that they had. Right. So, 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 so I, I, I think that coming into your purpose is first coming into who you are. See, for me, uh, if somebody say, who are you? I'm not going to say I'm a prophet. No, I'm a pastor. No. That's what I do. That's not who I am. I'm Fred. That's my, that's what, check it out. That's my name. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man that God has placed here on earth. That's going to bring glory to his name in a lot of various ways. And it's not just limited to the church. Man, I witnessed in real estate. I went, I, I, I spread his glory when I'm out there playing basketball, when I'm able to impact other people by not what I do, but how I live. This is what purpose is. It's bigger than what you do. Right? It's, 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 it's who you are. So a lot of people, you can't tap into that until you know who you are. And you got to have them real serious conversations. And I'm beyond, uh, you know, Jick and Mac, the truth is, man, a lot of people, you know, uh, if you take church away from them, you'll find out they have nothing. They're, they, they, they're literally them. And I'm, I'm even going to say this. You know why some people are actually in church and what they're doing, why, why, why they doing what they do in the church? You, do, do you know why? It's some people didn't have a childhood. Some some people did not have a, a, a good childhood or some people failed in a lot of areas in life. And I, I'm speaking sports. I'm speaking, you know, even as it relates to communication with people, they may want the cool kids growing up and they found church. They found something that they were strong in. And they used it. They strong on their way into a position. And now they use the Bible like a sword that it is to cut people and beat them over the head. It's, it's childhood issues that some people are experiencing. Now, a lot of people don't really know this, but that's that's the truth. That's the truth. They, they have not dealt with what they went. See, because if you if you be honest, if you be honest, take that away. Take like, like if I take your title away from you, who are you? Mm. Who? Who, who are, if, if, if tomorrow you were not the pastor of this church, what would you be doing? Who are you? A lot of people can't answer that question. You know why? Because they have built their whole entire life around it. Man. <laughs> we probably should just end the show right there. Well, I, well, I was about to say that. <laughs> nah, for so, real. Um. Another common thing um, that I see you speak on on Facebook uh, as well as TikTok is dealing uh, in the area of conflict resolution. Um, so uh, friendships, family, 
um, you know, work, whatever the case may be. Like, just just give us, you know, your your thoughts on how do you effectively uh, go into uh, <clears throat> doing conflict resolution. Well, well, number one, I'm gonna say this: you you got to you got to understand that uh, that 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 we're grown. That's number one. I want to say that we're, we're we're grown, and we're speaking about conflict resolution as adults. Um, there's always a way to resolve conflict. That's number one. You have to know that. There's nothing that's so bad that it cannot be resolved. And when I say cannot be resolved, I'm speaking of like there should never be someone that something that someone can do to you where you can't forgive them. That's what I'm speaking about when I say resolve. Um, um, no matter how much it hurt, you should be able to resolve. And now resolving does not always mean that we're going to talk again after this, you know, because a lot of people, they don't understand it. You know, you know, conflict resolution is, hey, you know, let, let, let's talk about this. Let's let's air this out. Right. Because there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciling. You know, forgiveness is and I'm, I'm speaking of us as believers. Forgiveness is mandatory. Reconciliation is optional. I'm required of God to forgive you. I'm not required of God to reconcile. And see, the problem when it comes in relationships is this, when we try to force reconciliation on people. Now it's manipulation because it should be a it, it should be their option if they want to reconcile, if they want to take the relationship back to where it was. But a lot of us, we're, we're not honest with ourselves. If a person is hurting. Which they still sometimes they, they are hurting after apology is said after you finish talking, you know, it, 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 it takes some time to heal wounds. And sometimes their relationship can, you know, go back to the place it was in before the hurt ever started. But, you know, you got some people who rather, you know, not reconcile or forgive. Why? Because they like the attention. They like being chased by the, uh, the, 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 the person who, 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 whoever did the wrong. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so I think that, uh, you know, uh, one of the ways you do that is uh, having an honest conversation, sitting down and talk to people, uh, not, not, not speaking to be heard, but speaking to understand, you know, uh, but, but before you even talk, you got it. You got to know that there was a part that you played, you know, uh, cause I, 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 I even, you know, even in my own life, you know, what, you know, me and my wife, uh, we have so many conversations, even with other people. Uh, it takes a uh, a mature mind to understand that, you know, you played a part into what you're experiencing right now. OK, let's talk about relationships. There are some women right now who, you know, God did them wrong. You know, now, 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 now I'm going to give you the other side of that. Right. That we don't like to talk about. Right. Yeah. You know, the guy. Yeah, he did me wrong. and He did this. However, wait a minute. The other side we don't want to talk about is it was your choice. You know, no one took a gun and put it to your head and said, you know, you need to you need to be with me. You know, I, I hear a whole lot of women talk about uh, there's so many men, trash men. Men today ain't like men in the in, in the back. They they all trash. I tell women all the time, no, men are trash, but your choice is trash. Mm. You shouldn't put every man in a category mm. because you continue to experience trash experience. And that's just a reflection of your choice is not a reflection of all men until you date all men. Then you can say all men are trash. 
And and I, and I'm just saying that because we're 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 not honest with ourselves as it as it as it relates to handling issues, handling problems. We we like to generalize everything, you know. Uh, and and I believe, and even the couples in our church, one thing that I teach is, hey, as the Bible says, if the, they all the couples laugh when they because they know what I'm thinking ready to say, they laugh all the time. Because I always say, hey, look at that clock. The Bible said, don't let that sun go down on your wrath. Now, before that sun go down, <laughs> you and old buddy, and you and you and you you and you, you and sweet sweetie pie, y'all need to have a conversation. I don't know how this need to happen, but y'all need to talk before that sun go down. Why? Because it don't got nothing to do with me. Pastor Fred, that's between you and God. And that's a person you don't want to upset. You mm. know? So, so, so um, you know, um, it's the understanding, man. It, it, everything can be resolved. Everything can be resolved. Some of y'all just watching right now, you may haven't talked to a person in years, you know. Uh, and 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 you continue to think about them. Well, let me tell you this: if you ain't talked to a person in years and you continue to think about them, that means that that relationship it it it's it's a little bit you 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 may want to consider reconciling especially if you already forgave them if they're still on your heart and i'm talking i'm talking to a couple of people that's watching this right now if they're still on your heart and you're still you know you're thinking about them you know you talk to you talk to other people but you ain't talking to them you know what i mean uh it's probably it's probably time for you to reconcile you know it's like in the bible i say this all the time you see uh peter had a bad day Judas had a bad motive. And that's the difference between Peter. You got to know your difference between Judas and Peter. Peter had bad days, bad moments. Judas had bad motives. I don't want to reconcile with nobody who have a bad motive. You know, chances are <laughs> the motive is still the same, you know. But I hope you got to know the difference when someone is just having a bad day. You know, the day was off. You know, and show grace. Jesus did it. You know, people say, when, when, when shall I forgive? I, I, I'm still hurting. Well, let me let me tell you like this. Jesus didn't forgive on Sunday morning. He forgave with nails in his hand. He forgave with a spear in his side. He, he forgave with a crown of thorns in his head. In other words, he forgave while he was hurting. So if you're hurting right now, it's a good time to forgive. You know, and then he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Notice this. He, he said, Father, why? Because it takes the Father to forgive some people. Mm. You can't do it in you. If you try to do it in you, you are not going to be able to forgive. That's why, uh, and, and I say this all the time, Jesus always told people to do what they couldn't do to show him they needed him to do what he told them to do. Say it one more time. Jesus always told people to do what they couldn't do to show them they needed him to do what he told them to do. Okay, he told a man with a weathered hand. He said, stretch out your hand. That man could not stretch out his hand in him. When he tapped into the power of the one who told him to do it, he was able to stretch out his hand. He told a man who was lame, who couldn't walk, you know, he said, rise up, take up your bed and walk. That man couldn't rise up in himself. But when he tapped into the power of the one that told him to do it, he was able to rise up, take his bed and walk. He told Judas, not Judas, but Lazarus, who was dead in the grave. He said, Lazarus, come forward. Lazarus couldn't do that in himself, but when he tapped into the power of the one that told him to do it, he was able to rise and go forward. And he say things in the Bible like, love your enemy. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who, like, like, like who despitefully use you. You can't do none of that in you. That's why you need him. You got to tap into a higher power. 
Mm. Man, you're supposed to be off in December, man. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 all man, we all <laughs> we all man. My phone in airplane mode, so they can't. The, the members can't call me unless they call me about some Celsius or something. They 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 got a pack of Celsius or something. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, given all that you just said, you know the relationships, conflict resolution, overcoming challenges, all of the ways to do that, and then. One of the other things we hear you speak about is mindset mastery. How did mastery help you with the conflict resolution, with the forgiveness, the bad days that you're having and the things that you're experiencing? How can mindset matter you becoming who you are or who you need to be? Let me say this, man. Y'all, y'all have awesome questions. First and foremost, and again, thank you guys so much for allowing me to having me as your guest to speak. I'm going to tell you this, man. This ultimately, it ultimately comes back to you. If you don't, <laughs> mindset, mastering your mind, it's, it's, it's probably one of the most rewarding yet challenging things to do. And the reason why is because, man, this, it's, 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 it's always going. Even when you dream, it's going. It's going. That's that's how you're able to have dreams. It's 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 it's. I I tell people this. It 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 comes down to you time. I gotta I gotta have me time, right? I love my wife with all my heart. My children would die for them, right? However, I know throughout the day, I gotta put me aside. Why? Because if I don't get Fred, I'm not going to be who I need to be for them. One thing I learn all the time when I'm flying. And y'all know this, when you get on the plane, what they tell you? They say, man, you cannot save someone else unless you put that mask down and give yourself oxygen. Come on. Some some people are trying to save other people when they're not even, they they dying themselves. You know, you've been giving to other people. You've been, you've been, you've been taking off the, the, all your clothes. You, you've been giving to people, but but you cold, you naked, you, you have nothing. And I'm going to tell you where that comes from. That comes from. My, ma- mastering your mind, it, 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 it's really birthed out of self-love. It's kind of like what I said earlier. Sometimes I don't pick up the phone on purpose. Why? Because I need my mind to breathe sometimes. I need, I need, I need to relax. Sometimes we are, we, we, we are experiencing overload and don't even know it. Like, like, like overload has become our normality. It's normal to be saturated. It feels weird to be carrying nothing. I'm talking about today's time. What well, well, a lot of us, you know, we feel like if we're not doing nothing, we're not being productive. Man, you can't be productive unless you're not doing nothing. Mm. It sets you up. Rest sets you up to be productive. Even God took a rest after seven days. He took a rest. And if God took a rest, he was really, he didn't need to take a rest, but he was trying to put things in perspective for us he was he was he was laying down a format for us to follow you 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 need to rest and and and, and when it comes to mindset mastery i say this it's not just about because a lot of us man we we we'll we say you know what um i'm gonna turn the tv off you know and i'm, a, I'm i ain't gonna play no music i'm just gonna sit down and meditate but here, here's the issue a lot of us we're not we're, we're not meditating on the right things you know because, 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 
Because because here's here 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 here's here's the truth of the matter. We meditate naturally every single day. If you're thinking about that bill right now, while you on this talk, while we talking right now, you're meditating on that bill. Meditation is basically what's flowing through your mind constantly, all the time. You know, all the time. You know, and 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 if 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 if, if and and I'm saying this because you could be in a room that's dark, no noise, but your mind is so loud. You know, why? Because you have not yet disposed. What's going on here? That's why it's so important to rest. I encourage you all that's watching this. Learn to do nothing. Learn to do nothing. I know this sounds so strange, but learn to do nothing. And I, I'm, I'm even talking to mothers because I, I know this is my wife. My wife is a workaholic, man. My wife, oh my God. The lady, she she's super, she's super woman for real, you know? Because she she do, man, she she does so much, you know. And she probably right now, she probably right now in the in the kitchen cooking some um 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 uh oyster mushrooms and 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 rocking Ella to sleep at the same. She probably doing all that right now while I'm talking, right? But but what I'm saying is, man, when we learn how to rest, it brings a better version of yourself. Man, some of y'all don't even, some of y'all right now, you like, man, I got writer's block. I can't write my book. I can't, I can't, I can't think of a plan. Like, man, like I got so much I want to do. But the reason why so much uh, for you right now is because you ain't resting. You ain't giving yourself time to relax, right? So, so, so I, uh, 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 one, one of the things I do, man, I, I go to the gym early in the morning. I play basketball. I, I play basketball. Uh, that's another thing is I have a man cave. So, you know. I go, in a, I go in a man cave, man, and really, people don't understand this about men. Let me tell you, for women that's watching, listen, your 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 husband, your 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 boyfriend, whoever whoever he is, he's not a little boy because he play games. And I, when I say games, I'm talking about games, Xbox, PS5. He's not a little boy because he's playing games. What a lot of y'all don't understand is that's actually an escape from reality. It is a peace. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give wisdom here. It's peace. It's an escape. You may see, you know, look cartoon figures, people shooting. But what you don't understand is that is a restful place for a lot of men. Same thing for women. Everybody have their their place of rest. And I and I say when you find that place of rest, you know, uh, have, 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 have some me time. And that's, that's where you can begin the process of, uh, of, 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 of mastering. Your mind. I don't. I don't want to stay there too long. But you guys gonna hit. Man, you look. You you knocking it out of the park, man. So look, and you, you tell us when to stop. Um, but um, talk talk a little bit about the role of uh, humility. Like mm -hmm. everybody talks about being humble. Um, you got arrogance and 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 all that in the land. And so just just kind of talk about um, what it means to truly. Uh, have a sense of you know humility, and I think that humility it is it just comes down to timing. It comes down to knowing who you are, but not trying to prove who you are to anyone. You know, uh, I, I I believe it's it's taking the low road. It's it's allowing it's allowing other people to to speak. You know, uh, and I, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. It's 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 really the roadmap to elevation. The Bible says, man, uh, if you if 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 
If you humble yourself, God will exalt you. And some people say, man, how this person, man, success it, it's, it's all about humility. See, we think, I'm going to be honest with you, we get this, and, and, and a lot of people operate in what we call false humility. You know, they, they, they do what they think that other people, they see other people doing. They see, they see let, me, let me put it like this, because uh, uh, false humility is something, man. A lot of people do what they do because they, 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 they want certain opportunities and certain doors open up, you know. Because I'm going to tell you what's false humility. False humility is when you act certain way to certain people. If you don't treat everybody the same, you are not humble at all. You know, if, 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 if you got to if you show love for people you believe that you can just benefit from and everybody else that you can't benefit from, you treat them like the dirt that you walk upon. That's not even humility. That's pride. And see, see, that, that, that's how I treat true true humility is when you can literally you 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 show equal love to everyone you know it, 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 it's, it's no it's no differentiation you know I trust you until you give me a reason not to you know it's it's like I said man it's the it's the it's 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 it is, it is the way to success being humble it's all about timing it's all about timing you know I'm not I'm not gonna walk into a place and just take the front seat you know, that's not what I'm about to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to look for the furthest seat in the back. If you see me, you see me. If you don't, you don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be the center of attention. Right? That's what I believe that uh, being 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 humble is about, man. Putting others before you. And I mean genuine. Genuine. Not doing it because you know it's the right thing to do, but doing it because it's in your heart. You know? Humility, man, it's, it's, it's real. People can feel it. People can know. Because watch this. You can say all the right stuff you want in front of people. But watch this. People can feel your heart, man. People, everybody have discernment. Everybody have a, of a sense of discernment. People can feel you out, man. People can know when it's real. They know when you just put it on. So that's my that's that's my spill on it. What you say about the heart early <laughs> felt like it went right there, but I couldn't think of the quote. <laughs> Oh no! You said if it comes from the heart, it's for the heart, or something like that. I probably come from the heart reaches heart. It comes from the heart reaches heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it felt like that just was supposed to go right there. I was supposed to come back with that, but I forgot. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my this this is my my last question for the night. Um, really more so a, a conversation of people spoken on so much already, but the last thing I have is like, how do you? Or can you speak about overcoming fear and embracing change? That's good, man. Overcoming fear. Overcoming fear. Man, that's this is this that's interesting. Uh um, I'm gonna pull up this note. It's crazy because I was actually writing on fear today. Uh I do a do a man, I do a whole lot of whole lot of writing uh every day. Um, but I wanted to point this out because a lot of times, man, um Fear really just come from the fact of, uh, and I'm I'm, a, I'm just gonna break it down like this, man. Fear, fear, and, and hear me when I say this. And people may have never heard it like this, but you're gonna you're gonna look at fear different. Fear is trusting yourself. That's what fear is. Fear is trusting you. It's like God, forget what you said. <laughs> I believe in what I see, and I believe in what I know. 
Because watch this. Check, check this out. If God said you can overcome it, you can do it. If God said start the business, when you start the business, it's going to be successful. If God said that, that means that's God's perspective. That's God's viewpoint. That, that's, that's what God says. That's what God sees. However, that's not necessarily what you see. And because it's not what you see, that's what we call fear. You get what I'm saying? The Bible said God has not given us the spirit of fear. But the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I, I, I think that overcoming fear, it just comes down to one thing. It's coming out of you. It's getting out of yourself. It, it's kind of like what I said. You can't do this in you. You have to tap into the power of the one that released it over you. You know? Um, and, 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 I, and, I, and I believe that the more time we, uh, it goes back, you know, uh, mastering your mind, the more time we meditate. The more time we take the time out of our busy schedules, our busy days to just quiet our soul, to hear what God has to say, to read his word. And I'm, I ain't just talking about reading what the Bible out put on for the daily verse. No, reading the Bible, because, man, the word of God. Oh, my God, man. It's a it's a real it's a real technology. It's it's the it's the it's the it's the only thing the Bible says the word of God, it literally cuts down to the marrow to the bone the word of god is the only thing in this whole creation that can touch your body soul and mind all at the same time the word of god nothing else in the world can do that so 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 god has given us this 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 his 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 word that soothes us that we should read why why am i why am i talking about reading the word of god it's it's simple because the bible says that faith comes by hearing hearing the word of god if you don't believe that you can accomplish it, it's because you don't have faith and you don't have faith. Why? Because you have not opened yourself to his word. And, 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 and that is how you 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 have fear. That's why you trust in yourself more than you trust in God, because that's all fear is. Fear is believing your perspective, not his. That's how fear is. And overcoming fear is, is by having faith. It's, 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 it's understanding that a man. Um, I'm 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 looking for I literally I literally I literally just wrote this. Literally just wrote this. Um what they say in church, take your turn, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. And I and and actually where I said your imagination is a preview of the coming attraction God has for you. Your imagination. Right. Your imagination. It's the check this out. It's a preview of the coming attraction God has for you. But check this out. Your imagination is what God actually put inside of you. But but isn't this interesting? We'll have a dream about something like, you know, like you had a dream. Your business was going forward and prospering. All this money came living in the big house. Family was happening. All this stuff. Right. Seeing all this stuff in a vision. Saw so many times. However, you wake up. Then you begin to think, man, how is that going to happen? You know, and then God will come and he'll just release a, a couple of first steps, you know. Then what we do, we begin to think about how it cannot come to pass. We begin to think about how it's going to fail, right? We, we, and then, that, 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 that's where fear comes from. And what we don't understand, even in that moment, you just trusted in your own mindset 
than you did God. You, 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 you have depended on what you thought in your mind versus what he's already spoke. What he's all because that's all a dream is. A dream is a prophetic movie. When you have dreams, it's like God, instead of God speaking to you, he's showing it to you in a dream. He's like, hey, here it is. I'm just playing it, right? This is what this is really what's supposed to happen. You know, the Bible says that the that the unseen things are more are more are, are more real than the seen things, right? Like what some of y'all are dreaming right now is more real than your reality. But the reason it has not manifested yet is because you continue to trust in you and not him. And that's and 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 and, and I, I and like I said, your your imagination is a preview of the coming attraction God has for you. So what you imagine, man, your imagination is so powerful, so powerful. It's one of the most powerful things in the world. Uh, and I was I was gonna go live and talk about this. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I'm bringing it up even right now. Y'all remember this story in the Bible about the Tower of Babel? Y'all remember that when they was when they was uh, uh, trying to build a tower to reach heaven, and they were uh, and God had to confuse their language. Well, well, if you read that story and you go back, I think it's in Genesis 12. You go back and read it, you'll find out that in this story, uh, I believe around verse five and six, God said that nothing that they can imagine will be able to be stopped. This is what God said. Nothing that they imagine can 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 be able to be stopped. So what was God saying? Man, your imagination is so powerful that if you imagine it. That's some stuff that God won't even touch. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna give y'all a scripture. Check this out. Uh, um, God, God, God. When He created, when He when He created the the, the garden, uh, Eve, not not Eve, but Eden. When He created God and Eden, He He gave us free will. But what He gave us, which is free will, He won't even touch it. That's why you have to choose God. You have to choose to believe. You have to choose Him. Why? Because He's not gonna force you. Love is not force, it's a choice, right? That's why he didn't put one tree in the garden. He put several. Why? Because if you put one tree in the garden, he would have been forcing you to him. So he had to put two. It was a choice. So what, what am I saying? That God, he, 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 that, 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 that there's certain things that God won't even touch. Which, which is your which is your imagination? That's why it's so powerful. Some of you y'all, y'all have already seen it, you know. You've already you you've been there. But the thing you have to get away from is the, the, the thing that scares a lot of us is the process, man. Everything has a process. Everything. Every single. Well, this right now, even uh, um, sticks and stones, process. Even though y'all successful right now, like I told you, man, when I came on here, I said, hey, I literally see y'all like earn your leisure. I, I, I see like, like, like clear as day. It's a process. Man, y'all going to look up by this time next year. Y'all gonna have y'all gonna have over hundreds of views. I'm talking about live, just watching y'all. Why? Because it's a law. It's, it's being consistent, man. It's being consistent. It's not stopping. It's not quitting. It's not giving up. It's a part of the process. Anybody would tell you if you stick with something long enough for the long haul, you're gonna be successful. That's why we call it. They they call it overnight success, but it really don't happen overnight. It's just you've been doing something for so long that it happens overnight, right? Mm. It happens overnight because you've been, man, 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 uh, we look at, we look at Steve Harvey, right? See, Steve Harvey didn't get started until he was 38 years old. Taraji P. Henson didn't have her first move until she was 36. 
You know what I mean? Like, 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 like these people, Moses did not walk in his calling until matter of fact, let me, let me, let me go a little bit deeper. Moses never talked to God. His first conversation with God was when he was 80 years old. My God. 80 years old. The Moses we talk about, everybody preach about the one of arguably one of the best prophets in the Bible, right? His first conversation with God was at the age of 80. When he's like, man, God, I'm married. I got children. I got a family. Man, I'm 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 out here, man. Uh, uh, you know, you know, I'm just doing my job. I'm a I'm a I'm a shepherd. I got the sheep. God, like, yeah, I see everything you got, but uh, even at the age of 80, I got purpose for you. I still have something for you to do. And I was just waiting for what to get your attention. And sometimes God allows life to go forward to get our attention. That's 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 the process. That's the process. But that's why the Bible said, they that wait, Isaiah 14, 31, upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. Why? Because the process will cause you to lose strength. It will cause you to stress. It will cause you to think that, man, it will never come to pass. But he said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Watch this. They will mount up with wings as eagle. Why, why would they mount up with wings as eagle? But some, sometimes waiting on God, Going through the process, it'll have you so low. It, it, it'll have you so low, like, 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 like you, you even you you forget everything that he said because you've been seeing everybody else matriculate past you. You've been seeing other people uh graduate, other people got their boo married, you know, other people in their dream job, other people doing this seemingly successful, and you in a dumps like this. He said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not get weary. And they shall walk and not faint. That is crazy, right? How in the world do you run and not faint while you wait? It's because, man, when you sit still in God, you accelerate faster than you could running in your own course. If you want to accelerate, you sit still in God. Because when you sit still in God, it's now up to him to put you where you belong. <laughs> we couldn't went to commercial. I can't do nothing. We couldn't went to commercial after that one. Man, look. <laughs> look, uh, somebody in the comments said pass the collection plate. I feel like we probably gonna have to do that. Cash <laughs> uh, app or something, man. So but uh, I, I know you know you got to go tuck the babies in and and get your get your uh, get your hubby time in. But uh, I, I want to get you out of here on this one. Um, and you kind of touched on this. Um, but we know during the holiday season, a lot of people are, a lot of people are hurting and and all that. People trying to find their way, they're trying to find their purpose. So just kind of um, speak on uh, finding joy in the journey. Um, and in whatever, however, whatever way you want to speak on that, man. I, 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 I said, I think I said yesterday, and and this is for, 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 for that group of people. You survive your worst days. Your matter of fact, the percentage for surviving your worst days is one hundred percent. You haven't felt you you. You're still alive and watch this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this. This is why it's so important for us as believers 
that we're not just a part of a church who who worships. And, and the only thing we do when we get together is have Bible study. But we're a part of a community. This is the importance of community, man. Because because when you have a community, man, you're able to heal. And you're able to not, and watch this. I don't I don't have to go through what I'm going through by myself. Because I have other people that's going to watch this carry what I'm carrying, what, what they, 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 they're going to, they, 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 and you know, that's the, that's the beauty about community. This is why I, I always encourage people, especially those who deal with heavy isolation. Isolation is the trick of the enemy, man. The only time you see in the Bible, Jesus isolating is when he having time with the father. It, when, 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 I, when I meet people and I see a lot of people, I, that, 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 that's a sign of depression. Even in and check this out. I'm 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 gonna say this too, and I know we're going out on this. Even even those who are who are spiritual prophets, prophets are some of the people that actually go through depression more than anybody else, and you won't even know it unless you prophet it. They go through they go through all types of depression. They, that's why they push back, and, and then they say, you know, I gotta have time with God. They ain't having time with God. They, they just don't know how to deal with what they're currently going through. You know why? Because sometimes prophets' biggest problem is being human. You know. And 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 I and I'm a, and 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 check this out. I, I I would just encourage people to find community, find community. There, there there there's a healthy community. If you're in Memphis, you're watching this. Hey, um, uh, me and my wife we pastor Acceleration Church. You're welcome uh, to come and visit. There's a lot of other great ministries as well. God's Ministries Church. Uh, pastor and prophet is Newsom. Great people. Um. I mean, I mean, it's it's so many churches, so many, so it's it's so many places that have healthy community. And when I say healthy community, I'm talking about balance, where they can pick up the phone, they'll meet you. They can, they, 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 they we ain't just talking about church, we talk about life. You know, we talk about it all. You know, we don't leave nothing on the table. So, 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 and I, I won't, I, I just tell people, you don't have to deal with what you're dealing with alone. There's a reason why, you know, community is available. Notice this, and I'm going to leave you like this. Adam, Adam in the Bible, Adam in the garden. Uh, <laughs> ain't this crazy? Even in a perfect world, he began to experience loneliness. <laughs> in a perfect world, before sin. Loneliness has nothing to do with sin. Which means that naturally, it's, 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 it's nobody, and I don't care, I don't care who you are. No one naturally always wants to be alone. No one. There's times where people want to be by themselves, but not all the time. Community is so important. And I and I when I when I when I read the Bible, man, uh, y'all gonna probably laugh about this, but uh, I, I just thought about this. It's funny because uh, you know, uh, Adam saw you know the the hyenas. He saw the he, he saw the hyenas and um. Uh, Got a male hyena, the woman hyena. He said, okay, they 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 booed up. You know, he saw the monkeys. He said, okay, yeah, they he got he, he got a little junk. You know, he saw he saw he saw he saw he saw all these people, not all these people, all these animals. They 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 they, they were caught, they, they were together. But when he began to look at himself, he said, uh, yeah, I don't I don't match with none of them. It's something that I'm missing, you know, 
and 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 the Bible says God then says it's not good for men to be alone. That word God spoke, it is still speaking today. It's not good for anybody to be alone. And I'm not talking about like you 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 need to go marry somebody. No, I'm just talking about it's not good for you to be alone. If you got a cousin, go 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 fly out and see your cousin. You know. If you don't know somebody in the city, like their sites, Facebook, like, 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 get on. That's why it's so important to meet people. You know, talk, get out of your comfort zone. You know, and I, I, I mean, I, I, that, that's, and that's one thing I love about our, 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 our ministry. We, we, we're a community, and let me, let me say this: we are a community, not a cult. I know there's a whole nother. There's a whole nother uh, uh, section we could talk about. We're a community, not a cult. We're not a cult. It's, we, we, we're a community. We love. We 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 have balance. You know. Uh, I know some some people some people out there they think it's a it, now it's not a social club. You know uh, because we hold we, we you know their their the accountability is large. But however, we 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 believe that. Um, God has called us to serve him, but also we, we, we teach people kingdom. We teach people how to live life, you know, how to love, how to have balance and, uh, you know, just have, how, how to go, go for everything that God has for us. But, uh, yeah, during this holiday, you just, uh, you, 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 you find community, call someone. Um, there's just so many, uh, outlets, so many outlets, man, so many outlets. I tell people we're in 2023. There's not a reason as to why you shouldn't know how to do anything. Why? Because YouTube University show you everything. You can literally YouTube or Google, you know, uh, uh, com- you know, you know, uh, you can Google uh, 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 co- community partners, you know, in your area. And it's a list. Of, so you can you can call people, you know, hey, I'm going through. I, I you know, I, I just want company, you know, all those things. So uh, that's that's just what I I say to that. Man, look, I know we probably could go for another two hours. So with with, with that being said, with Max Blessing, we're gonna be looking to bring you back 2024 for a part two. Okay, man. Man, I appreciate it, man. You guys were good, man. You you kept the questions coming. And um my my look, I'm laughing right now because uh you got here, uh, name Isaiah. He helped me with the camera. He keeps telling me to look at the camera, man. I'm so it's so hard because I'm trying to I'm trying to focus on y'all. But but uh but anyways, uh yeah. thank you guys so much for the invitation for allowing me to be here and uh you know just sharing, man. And uh man, I, I speak blessings and, and wish nothing for the best for this sticks and stones, man. Man, we appreciate you um accepting the invite. Coming on, man. Like I said, uh, we both follow your, your your Facebook page and your your TikToks, man. And I think, like I told you last week, man, I just when, when I came across your page, I just said, you know, your voice is necessary, and that that's all I I, I could come away with. So, man, I definitely uh, I just uh, thank God for you know the, the the call on your life and you've been able to you know use your voice to to really help people. Bless you, man. Bless you, man. I thank y'all again, man. Yeah, thank thank you for coming on. I uh, echo what one just said, so we're very appreciative and, you know, look forward to part two. And uh, we'll be following. I, I know I get a lot of motivation from you, so uh, 
I, I'll continue to do that and you know, peace and blessings to you and your family as well man. as your ministry. Man, bless you all, man. Thank y'all so much, man. And um, I appreciate this, man. And I can't wait to come back. Um, and we'll we'll do this again. Thank you all so much for coming on. Um, and um, we'll 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 see you guys again soon. Yes, sir. Well, this has been episode 45. Amen to amends with uh Fred Jones. We'll see y'all next week. Yes, sir. We out, Mac. I ain't had my music ready. I was... We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.